live from my bedroom, Sadler Studio. Come up with a better name soon. But as you know, it's Stay Busy with the boy, Armand Sadler. to another edition of Stay Busy with Armand Sadler, where we have responsible discussions on the music business and the music culture. And when we are fortunate enough, we bring in some very cool people who do what we do or might not do what we do, but they do what they do well. So we want to okay. hear their opinions, know the vibes. I am your host, Head Honcho, Vegan Chorizo Poppy, Three Mile Monday Poppy, all okay, that stuff. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love that enthusiasm, thank you. I am <laughs> Armand Sadler. Um, yeah, no, I don't do the show alone. I am blessed to have a, an, a, an extremely talented co-host, co-founder, co-everything. The boy, <laughs> Nick Early. Hi, how you feeling, man? What's up, y'all? I'm feeling very, you know, velvety and velourish today. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. You know that's that better goes. living right there, man. That's so, like, that shit <laughs> no. came from Africa, my nigga. That shit is expensive. Come on, man. You are so Seven. country. What's up? <laughs> What's up, y'all? My name is Nick Early, executive producer and co-host, and I'm super excited, happy to be here. We have an, a guest who is... Y'all heard his voice already. Right. He just ruined his whole setup, but anyways, it's good. We're going to have a good time today. This is a really good friend of mine. This is this is Seven, music producer, engineer, uh, podcast, host of Channel Seven podcasts, all sorts of things, handling from... Atlanta, Georgia, DeKalb County, to be exact, y'all. So we are uh, we're really happy to have you. How how you doing today, man? Man, I'm feeling great, man. Um, thank you for having me on the show, man. It's been an honor just to be a part. I know we've been kind of just like back and forth with the yeah. with the talking uh informally informally for a long time, but yeah, it's good to finally you know make shit happen. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, to be I'm here. excited. Yeah, absolutely. So we got a very, very special show planned for you guys. You know, we got the rapid fire questions coming for seven later. We got a full interview coming for seven later. We're going to get his opinion on some wild hot takes that uh, that have already got Nick and seven pretty, uh, pretty infuriated. So before we get there, infuriated is a great word. <laughs> before we get there, we want to show love to our returning listeners, any first time listeners, any unfortunately obtuse last time listeners not sure why you would stop listening to the podcast but hey it's it's cool whether you like lemons or limes melodies or rhymes chips or fries wings or thighs so some real good options there man who's the best rapper in the world come on now it's Armand Sandler come on I need wings I need I'm gonna do wings and melodies and limes okay and fries. And fries. Wings, yeah. fries, melodies, and limes. Yeah, for me. Yeah, fr- fries definitely be chips. Chips are fries. more, f- chips are for a sandwich. Fries, you could do a burger. You could do wings and fries. Like, yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah, fries yeah. have more, more versatility in the, they can go, the environments yeah, you can exactly. eat them. Yeah. Exactly. Of course, we want to give big love to our, our VP of everything, Kieran Hurley, the man you cannot see, but you can feel. 
here on the Zoom. <laughs> Want to give big love to Zoom, allowing y'all to see our and Seven's beautiful black melanated, moisturized, hydrated faces. Notify yeah, masks, see. masks not stopping my beauty. Feel you me? It, and and even when I do got the mask on, the top half is still fire. So come on, <laughs> come on. Notifies. <laughs> Lastly, big shout out to our distribution platform, Anchor. If you do not know, Anchor will distribute your podcast for free to all streaming platforms. And you can get some sponsored ads regardless of your listenership. Fellas, are y'all ready to chat? Man, Let's I'm chat, ready. man. So uh, I personally felt like we dropped the ball last week and not getting touching on this. So I wanted to get, get to this before anything else. A uh, big rest in peace to King Von, a uh, super young, talented artist. Uh, a lot of, a lot of people were, were a really big fan of him. Um, and I think the most unfortunate thing for me is that rather than, you know, his life being focused on and that it was lost, you know, the conversation was surrounding gang violence and, uh, T.I. in particular made some comments about, you know, handling beef in your own city because Vaughn, a Chicago native, was, was killed in Atlanta. And I don't know, I just, th- those comments just felt a little distasteful for me, like, just given the timing of everything. Like, yes, you know, you should probably handle your beefs in your own cities, and I'm not going to claim to know gang culture or anything. Like, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm from Englewood, New Jersey. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm a big hip-hop fan, a, a, a student, but I'm not going to act like I know the dynamics and, and the constructs and all that. But, I mean, like, I just don't think that's the time for T.I. to be making such a – it almost felt condescending in, in, in a way because, like, uh, someone lost their life in all this. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to give, give Vaughn, his family, those who, who support him, those who are affected by this, uh, their proper recognition and that proper love, um, on, in a more happier note, uh, I, I was really excited about this. The weekend was announced to be performing at the Super Bowl, the upcoming Super Bowl halftime show in Tampa Bay, Raymond James stadium. Um, this is big because, uh, the weekend song, but blinding lights was the theme song for, uh, WrestleMania 36. And that was supposed to take place at Raymond James Stadium. So it's like, look at what happened one year later. Now it's not just a theme song. He's performing there. And, you know, like, we don't know whether they're going to be able to have fans there or anything. That's major for the weekend. I mean, he's he's still he's less than 10 years into his mainstream conscious career. Um, he's, He's obviously made like some really huge things happen in music. But like, you know, Super Bowl is usually reserved for like the really, really heavy hitters. Like that's like a, that's like a different tier. It's a different class. Yeah. It is a different class. When you think about like his people, you know, his peers who've done that, Gaga, you know, even Travis, it was huge for Travis to do it. I think, Yeah, you know, Gaga, uh, I mean, Prince, you know, every other rock act, you know, Beyonce did one. It's just, it's, it's a big, big thing. So yeah, like you said, this is him, this is him stepping into a, the next class of of artists and and stars so good for him you know we happy for it i'm I'm getting really excited thinking about his uh set list as well you know because i think on a stage like that you've got to go with the big hits like he's gonna do blinded lights he's gonna do he's gonna do heartless he'll probably do can't feel my face he'll probably do like often Starboy. yeah like all 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 the really big stuff and it's like yo who who, who's he gonna bring out like uh, like if he's doing Starboy, then then he's got to bring out Daft Punk, and then that means we can That'll get we can get I feel it coming. We get that joint too, yeah, and then like yeah, yeah. like who knows where him and Drake's friendship is at? Maybe he can bring Drake out. Maybe he brings out Nav. Like hey, that Nav. <laughs> Here you go with Nav. Yo, wait, seven, you what like, you think he about like, Nav? Wait, he likes think Nav. It, yeah, what do you think about Nav Seven? He likes Nav. Yes. <laughs> What's the problem? Say hey, don't don't uh, get kicked I, off Zoom now. No, no. So check me out. See, I'm all, I thought we were growing into a very budding and fruitful relationship, but right now I think I'm starting to question, you know, your judgment because you like What's Nav. The problem with Nav? 
What? You know, last project? I don't need to. This shit is trash. Like everything. And, and that's the problem. And that's no, the problem. Out, no, check, this bro, is why check, we started Stay Busy. No, this is no, why we started. Out. Check me out. Check me out. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Every go ahead. single, go ahead. every single see, uh, feature that Nav has featured on from 2019 prior, he ruined the song. Why do I need to? Yes, it is. Name one. All right, here. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm gonna mediate this because I don't know nothing about Nav. Bro, what's the? Uh, <laughs> I'm looking at what's the song with him and Travis, bro. Uh, that's uh, the other one with Gunner. What is what was it called? Uh, is it called Safe Sex or something like that? Yosemite, you think about you, Yosemite? Yosemite, yes, and, I that's, my yes. and, and that's why they yeah, had like four him. bars. Check me out, that's why that's why <laughs> they had the him at the with end. four bars. That's why they had him at the end, and that's why the engineer turned his vocals all the way down on the release because they didn't want this nigga to fuck up any of the revenue, any of the album this is, sales. This is a lot, of, this a lot of Twitter slander <laughs> I'm hearing. I don't know, I, I expect better. I expect uh, a little better, but anyway. Nav has never, he's never benefited a track in any shape or form I have ever heard, ever. He's not like, in comparison, you know what I'm talking about, uh, Anderson Pack. Anderson Pack, he's like a double. You can put that nigga on anything. No, you can't go Nav, Nav and Anderson no, check me out. Check me out. No, check me. Let me finish. Let me finish. Nav is the exact opposite. You don't put him on anything because he's going to fuck up everything. That's funny because a lot of artists are putting him on tracks for a reason. Like, because he, he got money. He's, he's Jewish. He's not Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> You're chatting. Who are you bringing on, on our show, Nick? <laughs> oh, that's not shit. Who are you bringing on our show? Anyways. Um, We're um, chatting. <laughs> the, the, the love of my life, Megan Thee Stallion, announced her debut album, Good News, set for November 20th. And this is some pretty good news, you know. Again, after the year she's had, she's had a big year, you know. People focus all on the negatives, but you know, yeah. it's like we've said on previous episodes. She collected her Infinity Stones with Beyonce and Cardi. She put out an op edge. She, she she's got the Savage Fenty partnership, and now it's like, and people have been waiting for her debut album because you know, Fever they thought it was a debut, and then she said it was a mixtape, and then uh, her her last project in March, I forget the name, but it wasn't even that, that great. So it's whatever. But like, you know, that they thought that was going to be her debut album. It wasn't. So now it's like, all right, word. Meg is calling something her debut album. Um, and beyond that, let me give a major shout out to a uh, former Stay Busy alum, former guest, Taylor Crumpton. Uh, she wrote an op-ed on Meg, which was included in the cover art on Meg's album. That is Congratulations. incredible. In- incredible. So I'm, I'm excited to hear the Meg album. How, how, how are you guys feeling going into it? Now, there's been a lot of doubts about Meg's evolution as an artist. You know, like people were like, oh, you know, her production solid. She raps well, but it's kind of like it's, it's very one dimensional. So how, how do you guys feel? Like, are you excited to hear this? I am. I'm excited to hear, like you said, how she moves away from that one dimension or what we know her for or just expands upon that. You know, obviously, we know we we can expect WAPs. We can expect Summer Smashes, those sort of type of records. Um, I really want to see her rap on this one. I want some good, I want some different type of selection of beats. I want to hear different pockets. I hope they have some cool features on there as well. Um, so, yeah, I'm really, I'm actually excited to, to see how it, how it pans out, um, you know, given that she's been really on fire right now. So I, I'm excited to hear what you think, Seven. Yeah, I'm excited too. Just like what you say, Armand, like she's had like nine debuts. <laughs> like she's had a debut almost every year. So um, I'm glad that this is going to be the final debut. You know what I mean? Um, I like Meg's uh, evolution as an artist ever yeah. since, uh, was it 2018 when she kind of broke out for real, for real? Um, freak. Yeah. Like, she hard. Like, I fuck with Meg. Like, I like her music. You know what I'm saying? Um, I fuck with a lot of the women 
rappers like now and like they sound and that shit like it'd be so funny because like niggas really be listening to like the women rappers talk about pussy and all that shit and like i was uh i was at the light the other day i put up to the light i was playing uh what's that shit called with um with uh mulatto i think it is Oh, the the um, I know what song you're talking about. No, it's, it's not. It's by Beat King. Then leave. It's big in the south. I don't know if it's up oh, here in the north. I'm not hip. Oh, y'all not I'm hip? Oh my god, this shit is, that shit's going crazy in the south. Okay. But but yeah, I put it to the light plane. Then leave. A nigga rolled up next to me. He looked so confused, and I had to roll up my window in shame. Like it's all good, bro. Like it's just music. But There's no shame. <laughs> I, got, I got no shame. Zero. One of my favorite songs this year is "Pussy Talk" by City Girls. I see, have no no see now, shame. About that. See now, I see why we can be friends okay, again. See okay, now, we're, cool, we're cool, cool. You know what I'm saying? I had to get that back. I had to get that back. We good. I'm just that, here existing today. You know? <laughs> but I'm just Meg, existing though, here today. I'm uh I'm excited about Meg, man. Yeah. Um, she's been getting a lot of flack for the direction that she's been going in, but I like it. And I think she's on the right track, and I want her to continue going and what she's doing because she's really doing her fucking thing. Like she's the she's the the leader of the women at the moment, for real. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. As you can see, um, we're we're allowed to see C seven now. You know, we had to tell him to brighten up his environment a bit because he was doing a bit too much capping, and it was it was causing it uh, causing a lot of shade in his room. We couldn't the cap, see yeah, the couldn't see his sharp lineup. Yeah, yeah. We wanted we wanted y'all to see his sharp lineup. So now that that is fixed. We could jump into some more new music. Uh, an exciting collab project that we got this past weekend. Future and Lil Uzi Vert dropped Pluto and Baby Pluto. 16-track project, no features. Uh, they only had one solo track each. I'll admit going into it, I was a bit apprehensive because I didn't like Future's last project, Kyle Life. I thought he's been doing really well feature-wise this year. Yeah. Uzi, I thought, I thought he's had a good year. Uh, his album was cool. The deluxe I liked better. And his features are always solid. I got through the project one, one and a half times. I thought Future had some really solid rap verses, but for the most part, I, I wasn't really too into it. And for the songs where Future kind of let me down, Uzi saved them, but none yeah. of his verses were like all that incredible either. So, I mean, and, and you guys know, I try to be fair. I try to be responsible, but I'm 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 going to work on being a bit more blunt and, and straightforward. I like I, it. I ain't really like it. <laughs> This is so I, hard for me. <laughs> I, I, it is. It, it really, and you know, because it's like it's only been it's been less than a day. It's like I don't, I don't want to be that guy. Right. But you feel how you feel, and I have no problem coming back in in two weeks and saying, "Yo, like I listened more. It was better." But for now, I'm, I'm gonna keep it straight with y'all. I, I, I didn't really like it. <laughs> there you go. That's real, man. I didn't. I, I, I didn't really like it. Um, I think that. Future has a very, very high standard of creation that we have come to appreciate and accept. And I don't know what it, it just doesn't feel like the motivation is there. And you're probably right. It probably isn't. And I, you know, I I would love to know what it is because like as a fan and, you know, I, again, I try to go into things with not as much, not as much expectations and all that, but like, it, it really, it sucks to be disappointed. It sucks to be let down. What are you looking for from these albums? Like, I'm very curious with this type of rap. Like, what are you listening for? Future, and people try to say Future is like a very, like he gives you the same type of stuff over and over. But when he links up with different artists, he gives you a really 
different feel. Like 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 Future and Uzi, it kind of feels like music that you would listen to if you were like taking a flight to like Mars or something. And then like Future yeah, and pop a whole bunch of drugs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah psychedelics. You're gonna, you're gonna yeah, go to right. Mars. It's, it's it's a very psychedelic <laughs> experience. And the Future and Thug. It, it feels very competitive with them. Like, like it feels like they get into the studio with each other and like, it's like, nah, I'm about to outwrap you. And, and, and you know what it is about this future Uzi project, which I, I wanted to mention, it, it felt mailed in. Like, it didn't feel like they were in the studio making this together. And, and, and you can tell, like with that Freddie Gibbs and Big Sean track, when they were weaving in and out two bars each, they had to be together to make that. And, and if they weren't yeah. together, please feel free to let me know. Or um, the, 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 the Two Chains album uh, that dropped, Two Chains and Kanye were doing like an in and out thing. And even if it's Kanye, he's not the best rapper. It was still cool. And it felt more, you felt more, more of the synergy. And it's like Future and Uzi have a lot of creative synergy. Yeah. But it didn't feel like they were together really making moments out of that synergy. It, it, it felt like Uzi sent a track, like, you know, Future laid this down or Future sent something to him, you know, lay this down. And like, cause you it can tell like, copy and paste. Yeah. yeah cause it's like, like the, the gap between the verses would just be so, I'm like, yo, Future, how you let Uzi wash you like this? Like, what? Like, yeah. How'd you hear this? But it was like maybe Future sent the idea first, and then Uzi got to you know do. You his never thing. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of speculation with it, but you know, to sum it all up, I ain't, I ain't really like it. Regardless of how we feel about Kanye, I do want to say he, he's an immaculate rapper. Yeah, I don't know what the hell you're wanna, talking about. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> you said he's, he's not the greatest about. rapper. You're like, ah, uh, he's not the. Yeah, Kanye's not the best rapper. You you said he's, that just he, now, and, and he's not the best rapper. No, but uh-huh. oh, so you mean that? Like, yeah, huh? He's not the best rapper. Did you eat breakfast today? What do you? What, <laughs> what you mean? He's kind of. He's 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 not the the best rapper. No, no, no. Like, I'm not saying he's the best rapper. But no, no, no. Uh, no diminish. Like you yeah. sounded like, and he's, he's, he's a really high. He's, like, he's, he's, yeah, he's a high level. Well, rapper. Yeah. No, 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 no. And yo, and, and, and like well, what you're saying is exactly what I meant. Oh, he's saying like he didn't deliver. Meaning he don't you. really rap like that. Like. He he's made really great rap songs over his career. I don't look at Kanye as a, a, an, an incredible rapper. Like man, you like Nah. A lot of other rappers we've heard. Come on, he likes Nah. Come on, like what can we expect? Uh, you talking about me? Yeah, we're talking about you. He like Nah. I'm, like, I'm, I'm not a big Nas fan at all. No, no, nah. no he's saying Nav. Oh, oh. Nav, Nav. Oh, okay, nav, enough Nav. <laughs> Nah, I mean, nah. wait, wait, wait. So, so, so you, you guys look at Kanye like as 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 an elite rapper? Yes. I thought that was. I thought that was. Wait, is, is I thought that, that like, was like understood. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I thought that was understood. What are you talking about? Well, I want the viewers as you're listening to this. I want I you all to come Kanye to Twitter West when you hear this. Like, I don't even like Kanye, like for personal reasons. I don't like him. But come on, like we're not going to act like this nigga is not like what? Come on, uh, really? uh, like he's, graduation, he's made, late he, registration. Oh, there there are some incredible verses on that. Absolutely, many of which were were written. But like at, at, at the end of the day, it's like there, like in terms of rapping ability, in terms of rapping, yes, there are yes. so many other people that that will put. Yeah, I know, and, 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 and especially Kanye at this point in his career, like well, the, here's there's the no verse the last three years that I'm <laughs> that I'm like getting crazy about coming back. So to what you. I was saying, what I was saying is that. The way you said it, and which is how you meant it, apparently. And he's saying, you can't, so you can't throw it like, oh yeah, he also like yeah. you know, he's not the best rapper. You can't he's say that. I'm no one saying, no one saying he's like top. He's not in my top ten. He's not in my, like he's in, he's, none of that. Wait, wait, wait. He's, so he's so wait. In top tens though. No, but he's what's like wrong a, with how, how, how I said it? People's top ten. Yeah, I, I know that. 
but the but way I, you said it is if Kanye don't rap. Right, exactly. Rap. No, no, of, of course he raps. I, I like I listen no, to his songs. No, he, no, he, 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 he no, rap, no, no, no. He's not an elite rapper to me, is, is what I'm saying. Like, like, so who's an elite rapper? I, I, I've said song? the same things over and over. I don't who, get why. Kanye's inspired a generation of rappers. Wait, wait, hold on. Kanye's inspired a generation of creators and music makers. Of course, of artists. And I don't the think people I don't think people look at Kanye like, yo, the way Kanye raps, like like the way he delivers his bars and all that. Like and, and hey, please please correct me if I'm wrong because you're I'm, wrong. I'm, I'm I'm not an artist, but I I I, I I I I think the music like if you look if you look at 808s if if you look at Jesus if if you look at um, late registration graduation I, I think the music the production the the, the overall just the, the the aura of it and then the fact that Kanye as this non hood type you know like more of a nerd. The backpack rapper type of nigga can like do this stuff. He has, yeah. he has, he, he he has definitely encouraged a lot of people to like who who may not identify with the um, previous standards of hip hop to go into hip hop. But I'm not saying just his rapping ability, like the way Kanye delivers bars Ooh. and punchlines. I'm uh, is, what's your sign? Is, is, is what I'm, I'm a cancer, a proud cancer. Okay. Yeah, I'm just notified. No, All right, I, I anyway, yo, we got so much more to get to, but. <laughs> Need to know from my I don't really get. I, don't, I, I I'm, I'm, I'm really puzzled as to why this is such a, such a. This is a thing. I, this is what I want to happen. This is what I want Kanye, to happen. Hold Kanye on. is an elite music maker and producer. <laughs> like nigga, you said <laughs> niggas Kanye don't, can't rap. Niggas don't look at him. I never said he can't rap. I you're acting he, like he can't rap, bro. I like, said he's not the best rapper. Your, your the demeanor. Way, your there's demeanor. a very different. There, there's a no, very no, no. significant difference. Your demeanor between saying your, your he can't rap. I know, I know but right. your demeanor and your words and your gestures and your body language gives the impression. That's because on, of the way y'all reacted no, to no, me. We're no, towards the impression that you are giving that Kanye's lyrical ability is not elite, top tier greatness. It's not. Your act. Your act. Oh. It's not. It's not like, oh, all right, and and that's okay. That like that, what that's you okay. Armand, this is I'm the strangest take person. I've ever heard from you. I didn't know you felt this way. Yeah, I like. Hey, 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 not know you felt this way. I look, look. I, I love Kanye. J -j Drive slow. Um, homecoming. All like look, look. Classic, classic music. Classic songs. Classic With strong rapping vibes. Classic energy. You can't be classical. Solid rapping lyrics. Solid rapping. Lyrics make them classics as well. They're written by other people. Stop that. Rap by him. Hold on, but Stop rap that. by him. He raps them. Stop that. No, no, no. He writes his bars. Stop yes. that. We're not going to do that. Talk to Sahai. Talk to Push. Talk to Hove. And we could get on your boy Drizzy, too. We could get on your boy Don't do... Don't. No. And that's very lame of you to do. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 The problem is because like me, me and Nick discussed this extensively. We discussed yeah, Drake's ghostwriting stuff extensively. I'm being so funny. Are we doing that? Are we doing that to infuriate me because I'm sitting here trying to be rational and y'all not letting me be rational? You're not. Y'all not letting me be rational. I thought I explained myself very rationally. No, no, you explained yourself very well, but very well and incorrectly because you're wrong. Well, well, anyways, so we're gonna table this one. We're gonna table this one. Y'all drinking the, the 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 Kanye Kool Aid? It's fine. Oh, here we go. Um, here we go. Um, all right, next. Uh, the, 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 there was some other music that dropped. Masego dropped uh, "Studying Abroad" EP. Uh, Nick, well, how'd you how'd you feel about that? I didn't get to check out the full thing, but uh, so I'm not gonna give a half baked take like Kanye can't rap. But 
Um, what I will say about this is that I'll I love Masego. Right now, <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave this soon. Masego is a, is a dope uh, artist, rapper, creative, and I'm excited for this EP. Um, so I've heard a few of the singles. Uh, Passport, Mr. was that Mystery Lady? I believe is the name of the song. That was the one I think with Don Tolliver was the most recent single. But yeah, he's had a few little joints out. Um, I'm excited for him. He's just like a dope person. So yeah, we'll check it out. If y'all haven't checked it out, check it out. I'll have heard it by the time y'all hear this. So here we go. Next one. Two Chains uh, dropped an album. So help me God uh, dropped. Uh, features include NBA YoungBoy, Kanye West, Brett Fiaz, Rick Ross, BJ Chicago Kid, bunch of other people. Pretty cool. Uh, really good production. I wasn't too inspired by the raps. I think I think Two Chains is a really good hook maker, but some of his hooks can be a bit too repetitive. Um, and yeah, I, I don't. It, it just it didn't really give me the feeling that. And not that I'm looking for the same feeling that older projects gave me, but his rapping sounded a lot more inspired on Pretty Girls like trap music, which is one of my favorite Two Chains projects ever. Um, a rapper go to the league was really solid, and um, and he put out a solid EP in 2018. Um, the play don't care who makes it that was really good but this project the rapping just didn't feel all all that inspired to me so i mean i'll i'll revisit it but you know two chains will always give you some really solid beats chief keith had production on there um a, a bunch of people had production on there that was really solid so yeah i would yeah. suggest you all check that out um davido dropped uh an album uh a better time i didn't get a chance to check it out yet um but i would definitely say you all check that out uh goody mob dropped an album survival kit uh, I would also say you all check that out. I know there's a lot of excitement for that. Uh, Russ, Russ, who okay. is quite a polarizing figure in music, and look, and b- b- before people g- get into their get into their stuff, and I, I usually don't do this. I just want to say I've been a Russ fan since 2016. There, wow, we can connect on something. Jesus yes. Christ! And there were a lot of people who didn't want Russ to be successful because of his ego or because of yeah. how he looks, whatever. And he has over the years proven himself as a machine by himself. Yeah. He raps well. He does the melody stuff well. Like, for example, this track he dropped uh, last night, Who Wants What is featuring Absol. He can rap with Absol, and then then he'll give you an R&B track with with, with Kehlani. So, you know, all all my takes aside, yeah, y'all go ahead. (laughs) Do do, do, do you think think Kanye West... Rap Here you go. Person. We're not bringing this back. I just want to know. I no, we're done with the Kanye. I need to done with Kanye. Does Russ rap better than Kanye? I just need a context question. Mm, nah, nah, no follow up. Okay, okay. okay. Thank right, you. Thanks. Thank, I just um, want to test the water. <laughs> when I listened to this, I was shocked. I was thoroughly shocked. Uh, yeah, cool rollout too. With, with, uh, with rollout tears. was. I love the rollout. It, yeah. it felt nostalgic. And I think what's smart about Russ is that, of course, I really respect him as a business person. Um, I found that a lot of his music is kind of, you know, sometimes like I either like it or I don't. It's just kind of hot or cold. Well, that's fine. I mean, some people really go for hard for him, whatever. But what I really love is that I think his approach about kind of what the industry is doing, I'm doing the exact opposite. You know, Russ doesn't follow any sort of normal release schedules or anything like that. That man puts out everything. He puts out everything all the time which is really cool. And I think that, you know, kind of watching, I was watching the uh, music video today with Tigga and Absol. And it's just like, it's so smart. And he's talking in the bars about like doing things that not everyone else is doing. And I think the sound that is cutting through right now, he has a bar in there to talk about like, everyone sounds like future young thug and, and uh, I forget the other rapper he named, but he said like, one of the bars is that like everyone sounds like that. And I was like, yeah, that that's why this song is getting traction right now because it doesn't sound like anything. Yeah. So I, I was really shocked. There's some, he came to rap. He yeah. rapped on that joint. 
Yeah. Like, period. This, I mean, it was great. So that's all I got about it. Nah, I fuck with shit too, man. Um, I think to Armand's point, like a lot of people, they get intimidated by Russ because not only does he talk the talk, but he walks the walk. And he going to talk about that walk that he talking. You know what I'm saying? In his raps. Yeah. And it makes people feel small because yeah. they automatically in comparison and get insecure because they're like, damn, like I'm in a 360 deal or I'm a broke ass rapper in my hometown. And I don't know how to blah, 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 whatever. But if you look at it in a different perspective, I feel like his music is is a uh, confidence rap. You know what I'm saying? Like you supposed you're supposed to listen to that shit and get inspired and get fueled personally to me you know what i'm saying because yeah. that's how i take it like i'm not a, like a super like heavy russ fan like you nick like i some shit hit or miss you know what i mean like sometimes it's generic sometimes it's fire but whenever he is talking that big boy shit i fuck with it because you know what i'm saying i can resonate on my own on my own end uh absol went crazy oh my god like yeah absol is it's He's always good to hear from absol yeah, right yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I, I, I just looked I just looked into space at one point in a record because I was like, is he really just saying these things right now? <laughs> like like word, but yeah. yeah, this is solid, it's a solid single, man. For sure. Yeah, and I think this whole Russ thing and kind of like uh the issues we brought up as to why people don't he doesn't appeal to certain people, um, could have to do with the conversation Nick and I had last week about, you know, personas versus music, you know, how people kind of don't like certain artists because they're they come off as a, as a uncool. We talked about Nav last week as one of the examples. You know, he comes off as uncool to a lot of people. And, you know, like yeah, and yeah. like and like and you know whether you like the music or not, Nav's look he he doesn't look like the type of rapper that people would aspire to look like. And perhaps it's oh. it, it's it's the same for Russ. In addition to how cocky mm-hmm. slash slash arrogant he is, you know, a lot of people don't really. Um, I don't believe uh, he's cocky or arrogant though. I don't. I I, I believe he's confident. Yeah. And like he's, he's very confident, but I it, it it definitely teeters on on arrogance because he right. like it's it, it's one thing to kind of inspire people to you know do it themselves, but it's another thing he he's feels like he's constantly like dragging his nuts on the table like yo I'm doing everything myself like like well, well, well why y'all need managers why y'all need labels that's stupid like you're playing yourself all that and it's kind of like you you can maybe be a little nicer about it but he's at the end of the day help. yeah at the end of the day like you you earn the right to talk the way you want to talk. And, but that's what I mean. Helpful. And, and that's what I mean, though. Like, I feel like people are so geared towards insecurity because confidence in mm. in 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 its like pure nature is rebellion. Because this world teaches you and breeds you to be insecure from the beginning. Be so, yeah. so the fact that he says, like, "Hey guys, like I'm doing all this over here," and he's the only person saying his own praises it comes off as arrogant, but it's to me, I resonate with that because that's confidence to me. You know what I'm saying? Being arrogant is like you telling him something and then he's like, no, I'm not going to listen to you. Fuck what you're saying because I have all this over here. You know what I'm saying? He does say that though. Now, have you listened to the uh, interview with him and Joe Budden though? Here's a, have you, yes, the pull up. Yes, yeah, of course. Yeah, I listen to it. So, but what I say is this, he's, Russ is coming from a good place. But his delivery privilege, is privilege or a good place. What do you mean? No, no, no. He's coming from a good place, meaning like oh, intention. His, his heart intention. is in the right yeah, place. Okay. When oh, okay. he's telling rappers, when you know, here's a lot of the things. I don't want to spend too much time on Russ, but most of the thing is right. when he says to rappers, like you know, independent rappers, I don't feel bad for you if you got screwed out of a deal. When he says those sort of things, mm. 
he's technically right, right. but it doesn't read well with him. But you, yeah, it doesn't read well because you don't know each person's circumstances. Some people could have been literally right. led astray, homeless, or homeless like, and needed a deal. Something. Whatever it is, yeah. you know, whatever the circumstances, and he's you know kind of this thing like, you know, it's your fault. Well, it's your fault. You know, rapper. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And he's good place of saying you know educate yourself. There's no excuses, which that's true. There's no excuse of why you shouldn't understand deals, so on and so forth. But like. Mm-hmm. Certain things you can't control in certain business deals, maybe things you don't know, whatever. But right, yeah, right, I mean right. that's that's it for us. But you know, I, I think he's like I said, ruthlessly helpful. Yeah, a um, couple more releases. Uh, some things I know I didn't get to, but uh, I know Nick got to this one. Sir, Footsteps in the Dark, Part One and Two. Yes, sir. This is a cover of of a classic, classic record, Isley uh, Isley Brothers record, um, Footsteps in the Dark. Y'all know the song. You've heard it. Um, Ice Cube sampled it. Today was a good day, if you know. So, but he's singing the original. Sir, singing the original record, covering that by the Isley Brothers. Um, the intro, the drum intro, is also the intro for to them changes. But it's been sampled by so many people, so it's a super great record. Sir does it justice. Uh, he's an amazing singer, amazing talent. I love his delivery of records. So, yeah, it sounded perfect for him. All right, can't wait to hear it. Um, the City Girls dropped a remix to one of my favorite songs of the year, Pussy Talk. My, my, my favorite too, yeah. <laughs> um, and this this remix <laughs> this remix caused a bit of a head scratch, uh, similar to Sweetie's Tap In remix, because it featured all men, uh, Quavo, Lil Wayne, and Jack Harlow. And now I, I know me personally, going into the Sweetie Tap In remix, I was like, okay, I mean, you know, the baby Jack Harlow, Post Malone, they're all big names. They're going to help the streams. Like, 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 this is what we do for remixes. But it's, it's Sweetie. It's a song more geared towards women, empowering women. So it would have made more sense to have women features. Now you look at City Girls Pussy Talk, they're literally talking about the language that, that your pussy talks. <laughs> you, you would think you'd have some people who know the language that they're, their individual Amen. pussies talk as well. And I, hey, at the end of the day, you know, Quavo, Jack, Lil Wayne and Jack, I'm sure that they get plenty of women. I'm sure they have, you know, acquiesced themselves to, to the language of WAPs. But <laughs> this just seemed like another opportunity to get a, a, a mulatto, to get, uh, you know, oh, May, really? to get Flo Millie, to get uh, Dream Doll, to get so many other artists on there. Like, you know, the original song featured Doja Cat. So it's like, you know, it just seemed like an alley-oop to... You can go. You could get Tiana. You could go so many different. Could have gone crazy. They could have gone crazy. You know. So you know, I'm definitely going to give the song a fair listen. I, like I, I hate to critique something just based off of the, the track listing and the features, but it was something that a lot of people were, were frustrated by. Um, so I just wanted you guys take on you know these these empowering songs for women that feature popular men and are looking to get the strings. You know, more towards the business of the record than the cultural impact of the record. How y'all feel about it? Seven, go ahead quick on this one. <laughs> Man, I, I haven't heard the record, but I'm sure I'm going to love it just because I know the original. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like what you said, Armand, like, the pussy talk, man. It's bilingual, man. You got, you got, you got to know the language, man. I speak. I'm fluent in it. Coming up next, <laughs> Mark's episode up is next. explicit. <laughs> Coming up next. Uh, so K Camp dropped his deluxe to the Kiss Five album. I know that was very popular this year. Yeah, especially um, in the South. Yes, yes, especially yes, yes. K Camp's been doing this thing for a while. Money, baby. Money, baby. Money, baby. Oh, that's more love. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely does. There's a lot of people who who put Kiss Five at, in in the top of their um list for albums this year. So um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens end of the year. But definitely check that out. And Danny Lay's beautiful, beautiful, talented self dropped an album movie. I, I didn't know it was coming out. Maybe I didn't check my, my press emails this week. I didn't but, realize um, it was a whole. I didn't realize it was a whole um album. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I thought it was just a single, but yeah, no. Nah, she's we'll got, check it out soon. She got party on there. She got gunner. She got a couple other names on there. So it should be should be pretty cool. This um, joint, she did in Spanish though too. Finally, she's embracing that. Ooh. I did hear a, a snippet of that. Okay, so I'm All excited right. for for her. Cool. Um, a couple holiday releases. Uh, Lil Nas X dropped a single holiday. I I, I heard that. I heard that this morning. Uh, how was it? <sighs> <laughs> he's playing towards the fifth. He's playing towards twelve and up. Yeah, and it's like, and it's like. He's playing towards that age. Him, him going Fine. pop, him going pop, bro, was the worst thing he could have ever done for his career. Mm. I said that shit years ago. I'm not oh, your word. Why you say that? Because, like, how do I how do I say this in a very condensed form? He had the world at his fingertips, right? He had the the opportunity to literally create and shift an entirely different sound and genre. But dropped the ball. He dropped the ball by going pop, obviously, um, and following what the label wanted. But like to what you said, like now you're you're catering to twelve year olds and white kids, and like it completely like derailed from his original path to, to success, which was like you know, like I said, the the uh, the um, uh, the country shit and like the. Um, the movement of hip hop that still was like elemented in that yeah. and still having like that white audience. Cause obviously like you're making country trap, like that we've never heard that now, you know what I'm saying? And it shit came as quick as it went. Um, I don't feel like he's ever going to see the success and the heights yeah. of old town road because that was such a monumental moment. Like that shit yeah. went fucking quadruple, triple diamond as a single, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and, and I feel like, everything now will be kind of just like a shot at the dark trying to chase that magnitude of success because right. you went the pop route and it, and it's literally night and day from how you first started. I get what you're saying. Go ahead. Just wrapping up like, and you haven't heard it, but to me, I felt like it was very cheesy. The record was, mm-hmm. you know, like it was like, he was pop, he was popping his shit a little bit. Like, like, yo, I did all this off of one single, but it's like, it doesn't hit the same because of what type of music that you're making. You know what I'm saying? So, like, <laughs> right. So. And, and it was, it was very, it was very cheesy. I listened to it. Uh, just to obviously listen to it. It sounded good, obviously, because mm-hmm. like he has the backing of Atlantic and they're mm-hmm. polishing everything. So it sounds great. The video was really cool too, but. Video was cool from what I'm, I saw. Yeah. I'm, I'm never w- listening to that song again though. Cause it doesn't have a lot of replay value at all. Um, it was very gimmicky. There it is. It's very gimmicky. The the uh the, the song is produced by Tay Keith, I believe, right? Yeah, Tay Keith and Day Trip. So he's kind of still keeping those ties to hip hop, even even if he's taking things in a different direction. Yes, like, and like no. some skills on it. I wouldn't be surprised to see him come with like a hip hop feature next, j- just to keep a keep a hold on all of his like his you know the different lanes of his fan base that he gained with Old Town Road. Like, I, I don't know. Like we'll, I, we'll I would say yes. But remember, he had that shit with Nas, and it was trash. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't good. <laughs> like, like it, 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 it literally 
was like, uh, uh, like niggas just listen to it, just listen to it. And that's exactly what I mean because his <laughs> Nick, why you laughing? <laughs> yeah, man, that's what it is. <laughs> because like that's what I'm saying. Everything, everything now going forward with Lil Nas X because he literally shifted trajectory and went to pop is going to be a, a fail shot in the dark in comparison to Old Town Road because he literally did the worst thing he could have did for his career. Like you know what? Uh, but what I will say to that, like, what I say to that is that I think he's one of those kids who's. He's still, he's in his artist development phase and he struck yeah. gold. I no, feel like he, nah, he struck he struck he, he gold too soon. Too soon. No, yeah. he's developing, dude. He's too no, young. No, he I'm saying I'm saying he doesn't have the luxury to develop now because Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. because he struck right. I think he, he, got, he, he got, got too successful, yeah. yeah. Right. Really he, got, he struck gold off the first joint like super gold. super crazy like gold. the <laughs> biggest piece of gold in in yeah. history, top 10 like and I think he just like he didn't have an identity yet, so I think we don't know who he is. And I think that that whole pop thing that you may be feeling is like him just being inserted into that label machine, and they're like, "Let's make more money." Exactly. Um, they're going to so, show him up and spit him out. It's yeah, gonna be, yeah. I it's mean, going to be terrible to see. That's how it is, and so I mean, it may feel gimmicky to us, but it's going to feel real to like twelve and up, like you know, and. And that's I fine. Think, I don't even that think they'll like his shit, though. To be I, honest, honestly, it plays to that. Will. It plays to that fast food generation that that like super instant access, whatever. But, anyways, enough about him. I yeah. A um, couple other holiday releases. Love Renaissance, one of my favorite labels. Um, label groups. Uh, they'll be releasing a holiday project November sixteenth. If you do not know Love Renaissance, um, they have Black, Summer Walker, Drum, Boogie, couple other artists. So. Should be should be pretty good. Uh, we also got some uh, previous holiday releases already. Tori Kelly released October 30th, and JoJo released October 30th as well. So plenty of holiday music for you already. Uh, I, I know people have got the Mariah Carey going and the Chris Brown this Christmas. And well, you should play the original first. Don't don't, don't Donny like, Hathaway. Donny Hathaway. Don't like the Chris Brown joint was cool, but Donny's is better. <laughs> right. So play the play play the Donny joint. Um, but. Also, want to give big love to Roddy Rich and Lil Baby, the only two artists to go double platinum this year. Um, very, very major. Uh, and you know, we talk about rap, how, right? Yeah, in, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, and you know, again, we talk about how crazy this year is and how much certain acts rely on touring and you know, everything. And you know, for them to accomplish that is pretty major. Getting to some hot takes before we get into the half and half, I'll start with a lighter one before we get into the, the main event hot take. Um, I don't really know how much of a hot take this is, but I would I'd be love to hear you guys' thoughts. Uh, Tev, a uh, very, very loyal follower of Stay Busy. Shout out to Tev. Shout out Tev. Uh, What's up, Tev? He said, lots of money, there's lots of money to be made in clean versions of songs. And and he specified clean and not songs that are, you know, the curses are, are edited out, like actual clean versions where you use substitutes as, you know, profanity. Look at I Michael agree. Jackson. I agree. Period. That's my case study for that. Yeah. You don't, like... I think there is, you know, it's funny, me and Jeevan having this conversation a lot. Like, um, a lot of people, there's certain artists who, like, their music is, like, the best, the, the clean music that does the best is music that's inadvertently clean. Like, music that you listen to it and you're like, wait, oh, yeah, he didn't cuss. Like, oh, it was, it's actually clean. Like, but it's, you know what I'm saying? Where it's not even a, they're not trying to be clean. It's just clean. It's just good songwriting. Um, Exactly. It's just good songwriting. You don't have to curse. It's not, it was, it's not anywhere in the rules a requirement to say that you have to curse or that you have to say certain things in a song for it to be good or considered great. And I mean, I think it's even much so like, I think it speaks to people if they can write without cursing and it like shows how crafty you are. And especially you can write good songs on it. So yeah, yeah, I mean, you look at a lot of the music from 
from what early 20th century to now, you know, to probably like around the eighties, nineties is when we started seeing that, you know, but a lot of the greatest songs of all time don't have any profanity or vulgar language. So yeah, yeah I think that's, I don't think that's really like a thing that people would debate, but yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot of money into that. Cause you get brand deals off that you get movie deals off that you get all types of stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's synced to TV shows and all that. Yeah, and well, like you said with the songwriting, like some songs sound better clean than explicit. Like you know, we talk about uh, uh, "Shorty's a 10 versus "Shorty's the Shit." We talk about uh, sensual seduction versus sexual corruption. Yes. Um, and then what, uh, tipsy, what, uh, tipsy. Yep, yeah, yeah, tipsy yeah. is the last one. We have a little. You know, we've talked about this, and in, in those uh, three songs are great examples of songs that just they just sound better clean. Like the 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 forced ver the the Vogue, explicit version sounds forced so yeah. but yeah that's i don't think that's too hot of a take yeah i like it's, it shout it's, out to you tav 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 my apologies yeah tav. At, at tenacious tav on uh twitter tenacious I'm, tav my apologies tav. um and the main event hot take <sighs> uh east atlanta love letter oh first of all this is this comes from ryan ryan mcclennan uh frat from uh oops on cap shout out to ryan uh good guy good guy um, I believe his at name is Superlative MLK on, on Twitter. Yeah. Um, so his uh, hot take is East Atlanta Love Letter by Black is the top five best R&B album of the last two decades. This is, this is, this is, this is hard for me to, this is hard for me to address. You know, but hey, as a as a very big fan of someone, you you, you have to be honest. What are we doing here? Look, man. What are we doing here? I, I just want to know what what's the vibes? What are we doing here? I would give you top five of the last couple years, and but like stop at like 2017. Like stop stop at 2017 because this nigga didn't even say free black. The one that's actually good, like. Well, well, hold on, hold on. Wait, hold wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I can at least acknowledge that it's a good project. Come on. There's no Bro, way. Free, nah, Free Black is better than East Atlanta Love Letter. Come on. I don't I, agree, oh, but but it's okay. I disagree as well. Listen, yeah, listen, but it's all right. Island on that. It's all right. Uh, first of all, you're going to pronounce my man's right, my man, man's name right, because it sounds like you're saying Nas, and you're like, come on, man. Like, pronunciate, King. Is it, anyway, so, uh, is, is it Nav or Nav? Nav. 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 So with, with this East Atlanta love letter take, I, I, I do think it's a really strong album. I love it. But I like I can't give you top five once we get to 2017, once you get to the Freudians, the controls, like and 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 honestly, these last couple of years, you got Snow's album, you got Shea Butter Baby, yeah, like crazy. you got Sir's album, like even top five of the last couple of years is really, really like hey hey, it's strong. But Black is a very very good Absolutely. songwriter. There are some very high highs on that. But if you're talking last two decades, that's when you get into Channel Orange, Blonde, A Seat at the Table, Lemonade, In My Own Words by Neo, Confessions, Ready. Yeah. Like confessions, come, come on. on. Like, uh, come on. Like, let's just not even joke with this. Let's, yo, Next. my boy. All love, <laughs> all respect, and we we're laughing because not we disrespecting your you as a person or your take anything. We just, I mean, no, given all the the albums that Armand just mentioned, man, I don't know how we could ever say that this album 
is in the top five of not just this decade, but the one before that. Both of them. Like Chasing Summer by Sir was amazing. There's just, and not even in the last year is it top five. Yeah. In the year it came out, maybe. I would say that's a that to me that's like a subjective thing. If in even in the year that it came out, you that's a personal thing. Check There's no in that five year period from 2015 to today that can you say that that album is a top five R&B project? It's disres- <laughs> it's almost disrespectful to the people that are doing R&B. I'm in Atlanta and I don't feel that way. Case closed. Well, <laughs> Case closed. Look, I like these hot takes. Let's do more of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. We'll make it a weekly thing. Ah, uh, oh, man, these brothers been these brothers been talking, but I know I, I know we thirsty, we starving. So, brother, what what you what you sipping on? I was sipping on some matcha earlier today, but I done drank it. Uh, all these crazy takes that we've been talking about today. So, uh, our our half and half is coming out of NBCNews.com today. This is it's a hit. Beyonce is teaming up with Peloton, and it says shares of Peloton have soared two hundred forty percent this year, largely due to the pandemic. This is by Alyssa Newcomb. So, shout out Alyssa Newcomb. For those who don't know, Peloton is a fitness and tech company that basically creates their own content. They have their own software, own hardware, and they basically have created bikes, treadmills, as well as fitness programming. And the idea was it for people who don't have time to, you know, really work out, they can work out from home and have these systems in their house. The company has grown immensely there. uh, And even more so during the pandemic, since people couldn't go to the gym, people ordering bikes, Peloton, all sorts of things. A really cool thing about Peloton is that they incorporate music at a lot of, so the way they treat their fitness instructors are basically like talent and they curate music playlists as well as they curate their classes have like music as they curate through the class. So when you go onto the Peloton platform and you click the class, it shows you the playlist of what the music is going to be playing. You can take that playlist and listen to it, so on and so forth. What's really great about this is that Beyonce has teamed up with them for kind of a twofold situation. Beyonce, of course, they're now going to be allowing her content, her music to be played and incorporated to the classes. But more specifically, what I want to get into is that they have announced a partnership with her that it will integrate her music with the platform and provide connectivity and partnerships with HBCUs giving, which is very exciting. Um, it's going to be giving uh, 10 his- students at uh, Beyonce announced that plans to give two a free two year of digital memberships to students at 10 historically black colleges and universities, which is committing to building long term recruiting partnerships with those schools to bring in new talent, which I think That's this big. is That's amazing. Big. Like, this is huge. I mean, Peloton is a very interesting company. So in so insofar that they kind of have integrated in this tech fitness music space, which I think is yeah, something that's cool. really growing and really budding yeah. in the pandemic and just in general. Um, so I'm really excited that they were able to team up with them and they have made a very forthcoming commitment to back in February, they settled with the National Music Publishers Association to make sure that their playlist and that all the artists are getting properly compensated so far as licensing goes. So they're a very responsible company in regards to music content and curators um, and making sure that we're getting everything that we deserve so far as licensing goes. So I'm really excited about this. This sounds dope. People are going to get a lot of it. So I just wanted to share that for y'all who don't know. All right. All right. Cool. Good half and half. Uh, so I want to give another shout out to our employee of the month, Olivia. Uh, as you know, she's a social and digital media stra- uh, me- media strategist for Trippy Red, director and founder of Amethyst Collab. Uh, they do consultations, branding decks, and playlist marketing. And she hosts digital panels exclusively for women in marketing. A&R and management. So 
Shout out to Olivia one more time. But as y'all know, it is time to get into the best part. Well, everything is the best part of this podcast, but one of y'all favorite parts. So, Frank, take us to the slide deck, my brother. The best song wasn't the single, but you weren't either. Okay. Um, so we got we got a lot of great music to get to. Uh we have we have a guest submission. We have a an artist submission as well, our first artist submission that we're very, very, very excited about. So why don't we start off with our guest? What did you bring for us to play today, good sir? Uh, I brought to you my very own Sade Smooth, my recent single featuring Josias. Uh, I say is the best underground R&B single to come out of Atlanta in the past three years. You can stamp me on that. And um, it is what it is. Three years. Ooh, spicy. Uh, well, let's, let's hear what you got, sir. I like yes sir so, curious What's up? tell me why you think that's r&b dun, dun, dun. well i think that's r&b yeah tempo chords content feel uh what else i'm just playing i'm just playing the other side you know some people yeah. might argue that that is rap sir that it feels like a rap um, melodic rapping i mean i can see how they would how they would make that make that argument but I feel like it's uh, a combination of all musical elements. They have some jazz in there, have some jazz elements in there, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I think that speaks to the genius of both me and Josiah to be able to blend in. Why are you laughing? Because <laughs> I'm laughing because it's so you. That's why I'm laughing. Because it speaks to my genius. I mean, it's, 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 it speaks to both of our genes. Yeah, me and Josiah. I'm, yeah. I'm laughing is because it's so you. I, I know, I know. But nah, Josiah's is a genius as well, man. Like the best songwriter I have ever came across. Swear to God. Mm. Like, oh, shout out Josiah's. Shout the out Josiah's. best songwriter I've ever came across ever. You know what I'm well, saying? Put, put him in a room with anybody. I promise you, he'll body him. Swear to God. There you go. But, but um, you know what I mean? Uh, we were able to curate a, a universal 
sound like that that uh pays homage to r&b and hip-hop jazz um and really just a lot of musical taste um that are known before it so we're you know just building off of that yeah cool cool. yeah thank you for bringing that uh nick what you got for us my man i have um my wife elect (laughs) i have uh the amazing the incredible from across the pond but number one in my heart Please Don't Make Me Cry by Leanne Lahavis, produced by Aqualung, Nick Hakeem, and Leanne Lahavis. There it is. I love her. Nah, she's good. Uh, she's been out for a really long time, man. And she's, you know, everyone in the UK really knows. And a select few out here, I feel like, understand and know her. Hey, man. UK uh, got those singers, man. If, if if the women don't, they don't keep he like, the UK going to body everybody in America. The, they don't skip steps over. They don't play. They don't play. Crazy. They don't skip steps. They go back to the records that, and they listen, mm-hmm. and they emulate. And they create their own sound. Uh, she's an amazing instrumentalist, songwriter, singer. Yeah, a lot of that album. If you haven't heard it, it's it's her. Uh, it's a self-titled album. Leanne Lahas. Go check that out, y'all. You would really, really love it. You won't be let down. My top five of this year. It's in my top five mm. so far. That's cool. Right. And yeah, you Mom, know, you, got? you know, Nick got a trusted top five. So yeah, I gotta, I gotta tap in. Um, I brought uh, an older track that I rediscovered a couple days yeah. ago. And I was like, oh, man, this joint, this joint hit me. I, I, I need to play this. So this is Crush by Yuna featuring the legend, one of the R&B goats, Usher. This is produced by the Fisticuffs.
Saw that song, I was like, "Why am I gonna pick that song?" Then I was like, "You know what? Enough time has passed for people who didn't catch that record mm-hmm. to be to for this to feel so new to them and to feel." Yeah. Like I never so heard of that. Oh, heard. Oh, yeah, heard it that is. Record? Oh, that's hard, man. Yeah. yeah, I love love that record. Super Jeez, so we had a whole R and B set today. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's 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 a stay busy way. I think I don't remember if it was 2016 when I found first found this track, but. Yeah, it was just like, and you know, you know, it's like you, you never hear of someone, you see a name, you never heard, you hear the voice, you're like, oh, she nice. And then you see featuring Usher, and you know, we didn't get to his verse, but like you hear his verse, you're like, yo, they really put together something yeah. special. Oh, and, yeah, I can tell, man. Yeah, and Yuna's got so much good content. You know, I've 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 kept up with with her throughout throughout her throughout you know finding her. So strongly, yeah. strongly suggest yeah, 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 check out Yuna. Yeah, um, I, I love love that record. Um, our last track. This is again an artist submission. Uh, we talked about him on our bulletin board last week. Will Cherry just started a project uh, called Burgundy, um, and this week we have a track off of his project called Flip. So we're gonna get into Flip. Used to hit you on your flip phone Just to make sure that you get home Baby, why you have to trip on Baby, why you have to flip on Used to hit you on your flip phone Just to make sure that you That was Flip by Will Cherry, produced by Will Cherry, uh, Saman, and uh, Matthias Young. I really like, Will does a lot of the extra things that a lot of, you know, I don't want to say up-and-coming artists, because Will's been doing this thing for a while, super talented, but a lot of, like, a lot of artists we hear, like, they kind of do the uh, the uh, mi- minimalist thing, or they do, like, just enough, but, like I, like, I saw your face when you heard certain harmonies, and, like, 
different joints like 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 will really put together something he put some effort into it yeah yeah some some genuine (laughs) effort like the structure there's layers layers to the record um i I really like the hook and like his tone on it too um so yeah burgundy was really really dope i strongly suggest y'all check out check that out and artists as you see now it's not just submit your stuff for feedback or potential play we gonna play your records. Like aside from the records Nick and I choose and who our guests gonna choose, we gonna play records every week to really put the people on. We're not just gonna say your name. <laughs> we gonna let them hear you. So yeah. if there's any time <laughs> to send us music, send it to us at staybusypod on IG or Twitter or email us staybusypod at gmail.com. The slide deck playlist, which we update weekly is on all platforms. Hit the link tree in our bio. You know the vibes. That said, gentlemen, are y'all ready? Are y'all ready to get into auto reply? I'm so excited. Let's do it. So seven, we kind of prompted you on this earlier, but auto reply essentially Nick and I are going to trade off going back and forth, giving you a word and you are going to respond with the first word or words that, 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 that come to your mind, you know, when, when we say that. Um, so I, I, I will let Nick uh, get started. All right. So the first word is going to be soulful. Grandma. Okay. Capitalism. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> That's two words. Hey. The cab. Oh man, greatness. Podcast. Channel seven. Platform. Apple Music. <laughs> uh, community. Ah, uh, love. Ingenuity. Mm-hmm. So many words. Um, uniqueness. And legacy. Me. Jonathan. Original. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <Like that. laughs> Yo, my bad. I skipped no, you're good. It worked. It worked. See what I did there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You good. You good. Yo, y'all, <laughs> y'all, y'all pretend I ain't say nothing. <laughs> but... <laughs> As I said, uh, we are so blessed to have a music producer, engineer, and host of Channel 7 Podcast 7 here. I know Nick had the chance to connect with him personally um, when, when he went down to Atlanta, if I remember correctly. Two um, different and, times, yeah. I went yeah. up to New York, and he came down here Yeah, too. right, right. Amazing. And so Nick was a guest on Channel 7. Great episode. If y'all haven't heard it, uh, definitely, definitely check it out. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, 7 is from, from Atlanta, producer. So we, we want to give you guys a chance to learn everything about the world of seven. He had a lot of really cool things going on over the last several months and several years. So I think, you know, the best place for us to start where we start with everyone is what are your earliest memories in, in the current world of seven as, as we want to call it. Man, that's such a great question. And it's ironic too, because um, literally maybe three days ago, I was on my YouTube. Uh, I don't know what made me go on my YouTube, but I saw this old like archive video that's obviously private to the world, but I could see it. And it was a vlog from 2017 um, with me and my best friend, Ja. Um, and we was at uh, J. Cole's concert. And I was just kind of vlogging my life at the time, uh, my studio process, just everything kind of like me. Um, and I was so happy at the end of watching that 10 minute vlog from 2017 because. That was when I first started my journey. Um, the evolution of seven began around that time, or if not earlier that year. And I was so happy because like the same shit that I'm talking now, I was talking then. 
And it was just like, damn, like I always had it pretty much is what I was seeing. You know what I'm saying? And But now it's just the maturation of those elements and I'm seeing it in real time and it's growing. And it just also made me more um, grateful, uh, patient and trusting in the universe and in my process and in my journey because of where I started, where I'm at now. And just knowing that like, I have the setup from the universe and these omens to know where I'm going to go. And everything happened for a reason. Like if I were just like look back to like all these different milestones and just different projects I put out as whatever, and just the adversity that I thought was adversity, but it was really just like, we're going to put this on hold right now. And when it it come out, it's going to be perfect. Prime example is uh, I just released my merch, as y'all can see, uh, released it last week. And the audio or like the soundtrack for the merch was actually a beat for an artist down here in Atlanta, right? Um, I think it was 2018 when I uh, first linked up with him and we had the song supposed to be for his album that never came out. I think still working on it right now. But because of that, I was like, y'all like, yo, you taking a long ass time to lay this track, bro. And like, (laughs) (laughs) and I'm holding this record for you and like you fucking up my money, bro. Cause like you, this is a five song, and then like you're not doing nothing with it. Like you haven't even recorded to it yet. You know what I'm saying? So obviously I pulled it, and it ended up being the soundtrack to my merch that has gotten a lot of attention. And I have to say that it's because of all the elements, the cinematography of the commercial, but as well as the music. You know what I'm saying? So that's just an example of how like everything just happened for a reason. So um, I'm I'm pay- I'm patient with my process now. Um, I'm excited for my journey, for the things that I've experienced and the things that I don't know. Dope, man. Um, I'm curious. So tell us a little bit more about what, how you came up with the name Seven. Where does that yeah. come from? And how did that parlay into sort of you starting your brand based on that? Yeah. And how did we get Channel 7 Podcast? Word. So Channel 7 Podcast, that's a story in this separateness so i'm gonna I'm 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 hit on that after i talk about seven because it kind of connected so seven as y'all can see um i have three sevens on my chain uh my birth date is august the 7th right um numerology seven is um representative for um wisdom and you know also divinity and i feel like all those things just kind of like embody who I am and what I try to represent and the example I try to set for the world. You know what I mean? So I try to carry that right. theme, I guess, with me um, in life. And once I kind of disconnected all these dots, um, it was kind of like, you know, what better way or what better like moniker or, or name to tote than seven, you oh, know yeah. what I'm saying? Cause it's just like, you know, like I said, you have these omens when you go through certain journeys and certain paths that you want to walk through. And um, once I started learning about all these different concepts and how they're all connected, uh, it was just like writing on the wall for me. You know what I'm saying? In addition to um, my birthday, like I said, it's August the 7th, meaning I'm a Leo. Um, Leo is the leader of the Zodiac. And I feel like that is also a key component in who I am and how I move in the world as well. So just all these different things that's kind of poetically but perfectly 
um, describe me and embody me. And, you know, that's why I chose the name Seven. But oh, but to answer your question about Channel 7 Podcast, I've actually been podcasting for a very long time. I've been podcasting since I had to explain what a podcast was to people. <laughs> Back yeah. in like 20, that was like 2016, you know what I'm saying? Um, and it was called The Conscious Entertainment at the time. Like, uh, I was like 19 or 20 or some shit like that. Yeah. I just started. And it went through its ups and downs, man. I remember when I first started, I was recording with my phone on a stack of books in the middle of a table with like a group of people around the phone. Like that's how like thugged out (laughs) was, you know what I'm saying? But we was making it work. And um, you know, just the evolution of the show of my process and my setup has been beautiful as well. Um, uh, Channel seven became the name, the brand, because it was kind of also a no brainer, you know, like my name is seven how do I cross brand both of my companies channel seven podcast? It was like ingenious to me. Um, and it was recommended to me from somebody I went to school with at the time. They're like, bro, why don't you just call it channel seven? And I was just like, Oh my God, it's perfect. Um, so that's how the inception of channel seven podcast came into play. Um, it's a seasonal format. Um, also kind of also poetic because it's like, a TV channel seven, but I operate like in a seasonal format too. But um <laughs> no, it's really cool when those concepts yeah. come together and work that right. way. Like like right. me, me and Nick had a similar experience with Stay Busy yeah. where we just found so many different ideas and it's like, yo, this just makes so much sense. Like it's crazy how much sense this makes. Yeah. Um That's so yeah. What's been the most challenging aspect of podcasting for you? Uh the most challenging finding people how I want to talk to. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I think that's real. Cause I don't want to talk to everybody. Like, and that's the thing. Cause I, my, I think my show is so special and I'm not trying to get on my rest tip. I'm being, I'm going to end up with some you humbleness. Sure? <laughs> <laughs> you sure you're not? I swear to God, check me out. I, I, I mean, in a sense, like, I think it's so special or what the fans tell me of how special it is to them. Let me say that. The fans say that it's so special to them. And I think I understand what they mean because every single guest on there is specially curated and handpicked. I'm not going yeah. after anyone off of the fame and success because I don't care about that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's way more to podcasting than just getting behind a mic. And you know that because you're podcasters. You know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> just because you're a celebrity and you're famous and you're rich or whatever the fuck does not mean you're going to be entertaining and compelling for a radio show. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And I've learned that the hard way by having guests that I'm just looking awkwardly across the table and I'm just like, I'm fucking up right now, <laughs> you know? So I think that's probably been the biggest thing for me, just finding people who I genuinely want to talk to and who are also yeah. genuinely good for a radio show, you know? Yeah, that's, that's a challenge, you know, to book yeah. the right guests. And I think it's mostly important to book the right guests for the proper brand, for, that are on brand. And uh-huh. I think that we, that's that been something that we've been really focusing in on is that getting people on who are going to add value exactly. to our listeners. Mm-hmm. and people who are going to bring unique perspectives and and so i i can totally agree with you you know it's it's a very selective process so far as making sure the person's on brand but also yeah like sometimes we have people who you know you want it to be good for entertain you want it to be entertaining as well yeah. at the same time or 
draw you into the conversation. So yeah. I guess with that said of your guests, have you had a favorite so far? That, uh, yeah, or a few a that you really enjoy? I have had a, a couple episodes that I really love. Um, um, from season one, I would say Alan Thomas. That was a really good episode, Alan Thomas. Um, a lot of them from season two, man. Like season two was really good. Uh, I enjoyed you and I's episode as well. Yeah, I listened um, back the other day. Yeah, in preparation right. for this, I listened back. Yeah, it was great. yeah. Um, but I think my favorite from season two would be season no, episode one of season two with Jay Newton. That was pretty cool. But the last one with uh, Christine on Joko, the uh, season finale from season two. Um, Tell people what she does, or just man, what some of those people do. Man, I love Christine, man. So she's also a music producer out in uh, L.A. Uh, super fi, super fi. And um, she was on for the season finale. And we just had a, such a genuine conversation. Um, and surprising to a lot of the listeners of my, of my show, 85% of the time, that is my very first conversation with every single one of my guests. So it's organic. That's fair. It's organic from the top and the bottom, but it also speaks to the to the um, personhood of the guests because they're such good personalities um, mm. that they contribute to such a well written episode. Or not well written, but well performed episode. Yeah, in an hour, and that's our first time meeting and have a conversation. So, um, yeah. shout out to everybody at the top of the board, man. Um, from people who listen and subscribe to obviously like my guests um, from past and. Uh, the alumni family of Channel 7, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we know that you have recently gotten on Clubhouse as well. Uh, we've been, I've been on there for maybe like a little over a month. Uh, right. Nick, Nick, maybe like a few days less than me. Um, and, you know, we, we both have our personal takes on it. We did a board meeting on it a couple weeks ago. But I'd love to hear about your experiences on the app because like the app has grown so rapidly just over like, Man. week to week basis and like you know they, they've done a lot of cool um fixes for it a lot of cool updates um but yeah just what are your general feelings on, on clubhouse man clubhouse started off so fucking good but now it's turned into birdhouse that's what i call it now oh my god, like, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> like, like clubhouse has been it's been ran through the mud now, bro. Like it's so low quality to me. And it's crazy because somebody had a room talking about that exact same thing. And it was a woman saying the same shit. She was like, yo, like, I don't want to look at, do you wash my pussy? Do you wash your pussy with soap or water at 10 AM? But these are the type of rooms that we have in this app now. No, nah, really. No, for you real. Know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, he's right though. Like, like <laughs> I, I, I like clock in at 9 AM just to check. Just yeah. to check what's happening. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to talk to nobody, but they don't. They be having late night rooms early in the morning. It's yeah, like, oh, man. What's going and, on? And, and like we having girls on there gawking for cash apps, and it's like, yo, like let's 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 move a little bit of class, man. Like if you gonna if you gonna get your bread, get your bread. But like it's like girls go on there just for the cash app now, and if you not falling in line with that, they kick you off the stage. They kick women off the stage. For bringing for like for like bigging up men and being positive towards men and like hell no nah, we on that shit we on that toxic femininity da 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 or your fucking cash app nigga if you're not cash apping a thousand dollars you're a broke boy and it's just like I don't it's so I pick also, I pick and choose how so I interact with the app now yeah where. <laughs> Can you speak to some of your positive? Right, okay. <laughs> well, I know, because I know that 
literally the entire app, your entire experience hasn't been just nah, cash happen and crazy morning, you know, feminine hygiene conversations. So nah, man. It's, been, it's been great. Um, early on, everything was like beautiful with like the type of people that were on the apps, type of conversations. I mean, like I'll have personal conversations with Nick, like, yo, like this shit is a gold mine, right? I've connected with people um, in Georgia, um, politicians and business owners, and you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, and, and it's really just strengthened my network. And that still exists on the app. So let me clarify, that is still there, but you have to navigate it a little bit more acutely now. You know, how I navigate the app now, um, I try to go for smaller rooms because smaller rooms, is more intimate and that's how you actually have conversations with people um and, and get to know them and connect with them outside of the app you know um i think the bigger rooms are good for the knowledge personally but not exactly. necessarily for like conversation connecting yeah because no. like it's like they're just 20, panels <laughs> yeah it's 20 niggas on the stage you, there's no way that we're going to talk like you know that's just yeah. for visibility so to speak but, and, exactly. You know, I, I want to be fair. Like, I, I definitely don't want to act like it's been all bad for me too. Because no. I, I was the same. Like, I had the same conversations with Nick when I first got on the app. Like, yo, punch from TDE popped in here. Right, like, yo, we talking about And right, it's like it's, it's real cool. But then you realize everyone's like that. Everyone's getting in these rooms to try to get next to these people. And like, you know, there, there's so much to gain from the app. Like, me and Nick have built so many genuine relationships. So almost. People. Yeah, it's 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 too much power in in your and, hand. And it's Why so crazy. It's so I'm crazy curious. to say that because some, a girl made a tweet the other day um, that I got a lot of traction. I'm not sure if y'all saw it or not, but the girl asked, has anybody else experienced imposter syndrome since being on Clubhouse? And a lot oh, of people yeah. was like, yeah. And I felt that same. Yeah, see, I felt the same way too. Like it was a whirlwind of emotions and like, you know, good and bad. But the imposter syndrome part was like, you know, I know I'm not as big as the people who I'm having conversations with, like we're friends, but it's my ego getting energized and charged up to feel like I'm bigger than my environment and the people around me as well, just because I got an invite to this quote unquote exclusive app that we now see ain't even as exclusive anymore. And that, that goes towards and highlights how fickle and fake power is, Mm -hmm. you know, because it, it tripped me out to feel like, I was a little bit more like I like I send it to a new level pretty much. Like mm-hmm. I just hit a different level in my career just by being on this app and I'm talking to people and I'm connecting and experiencing my uh, 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 gaining relationships in my network, which is true, right? But it does not mean that I am at any of a higher level of stature before I got on the app or even after now. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And I feel like a, a lot of people had that because it was literally a room full of either people who had a lot of shit to lose or people who were working to have a lot of shit to lose. And it was great for the conversations and the connections, but I think we all gained a lesson of like humbleness, which is, I'm I'm all for that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I'm all for that. Yeah, absolutely. So switching gears a little bit more, I want to, you know, hear what's, who you've been listening to these days? Like, what's on your playlist these days? And who should be on our radar that's on yours that we may not have heard of? Man, it's this dude named Sam Do. Have y'all heard of him? Sam, how do you D-U? Yeah, D-E-W. 
Oh, do like Morning Dew. Sam Dew? Sam, no, Sam I haven't heard Dew. of Sam Oh, my God. So I found out because Soundwave uh, reposted uh, a single that he did with Sam. TV's producer, Kendrick's yes. producer, for those who don't know. Right. And Soundwave is one of my favorite producers. And um, so I instantly went to to run tourism and, and hear what he had. Oh, my God. That shit is amazing. Like, it is R&B or hip hop? R&B. R&B. Okay. It's, it's, it's different. It's falsetto. It's it's musical. It's oh my! It's amazing. Sam is one. Um, I've been listening to a lot of Ty Dolla Sign on the last album. Mm-hmm. Uh, Busta Rhymes joint. I've been listening okay. to select pieces from there. You um, honey. Yeah, uh, Black Thought. His, his album. Thought amazing. Yeah, He's my out. favorite rapper probably ever. Word. <laughs> That's my favorite rapper. That the, their album, yeah, yeah, not Kanye. <laughs> Here we go. Not Kanye. Okay, Way and, that's, and, that, Kanye. and I don't even think that that's an, a, like a. It's not a hot take. Oh, no, I know. I, I was just, I was I just doing a heat check. Been, I was doing a heat I, check. <laughs> oh no, you weren't. No, of course. <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I uh, go ahead. Go ahead, my fault. <laughs> now you good. Um, and that's really much it. Um. That's been in my uh, immediate burn play. You know what I'm saying? Uh, cool. Yeah. So uh, what I want to hear, and I know I remember, you know, around, I believe it was around June uh, when, you know, the riots were happening and everything was happening in the world. And you were going so hard with mm-hmm. a specific plan you started on social media. And so I, I, I would love for you to tell people about, you know, that plan, everything that it entailed and just, yeah. you know, your, your general intentions for how you want to impact your the community uh within your hometown right um thank you for bringing that up too of course um so during the height of civil protests i i don't even say i created the anaconda plan because i stole it from the civil war general robert e lee you reap you um, oh you stole it from robert e lee never mind yeah, i thought yeah, you stole yeah. it from the union and you repurposed <laughs> it but yes no, we no, stole no. it for yeah, the greater yeah, good yeah yeah, yeah 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 i stole that shit so uh the name of this plan was called the economic plan and um it pretty much um what's what i'm looking for strategically um positioned our economic power to get us what we needed as an american people specifically black people but as american people um as far as justices in this country um, and what it entailed was at the time I, uh, organized it for Juneteenth for the first wave of attack for us to just completely stop spending money. You know, uh, if this country lost North of, I think the number was a hundred billion dollars in one day from just people not spending money, we would get some changes the next day. I promise, <laughs> you know, um, immediately. Immediately. And with a lot of people in division over what methods to take, whether they be nonviolent or violent, I felt like this was the most congruent way to galvanize both sides to get the same outcome, you know, because regardless of whether you wanted us to burn shit down or to peacefully protest and vote, we both understand how powerful money is. And we also understand how white people only really value two things reputation and money and they value reputation really more than the money because the reputation is what allows them to get more money so if we take away all power which is the dollar then we get what we want you know quickly so that was the uh basis of the anaconda plan 
uh, we did kind of two waves. Uh, was for, first was Juneteenth and the second was the 4th of July. Um, it ended up fizzling out to my dismay. I'm very heartbroken because I felt like I wasn't strong enough in the beginning to, to lead such a massive movement because it really caught steam a lot quicker than I expected. Um, you know, I remember um, posting the flyer. Well, actually, let me, let me take a step back. I was out in the streets um, in Atlanta, I think that Friday, by that Saturday or Sunday morning, I created the idea in my head because I was like, we got to get some shit cracking. Monday, I posted it at 8 a.m. By 12 o'clock, it was viral. And I wasn't expecting that big of a jump so quickly. Um, and this was also my first time being a leader in such a magnitude as well. So it was so new to me. It, it, on top of just like dealing with the emotions of the world, you know? Yeah. So I was unprepared. I must say I was unprepared. But nice. in that honesty, I will say that this is not the end for me, though. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like I took from um, this experience of what I learned. I'm grateful for it. But I know what I need to do now as I extend in my personhood and my um, quote unquote celebrity and <laughs> how to impactfully get change um, quicker and efficiently as I go and more strategically as well. Because, um, you know, this is it's, it's very, I think to say it's personal would be an understatement. We're all black men on, on you know, talking other than Karen, uh, Karen you know what I'm saying? Like. And, and you know what I'm saying? I'm sure Karen understands what we go through. So it's like, it's all like an American struggle. That's why I say like, you know, it, it was gearing towards all people um, regardless of any division that they may try to place upon you because you're still an American citizen at the end of the day. And if you're not in 1%, 1% of classism, then like you're yeah. bottom of the barrel, so. Well, I want to commend you for doing the anaconda plan also being willing to admit that you know it, it might not have worked out the way you wanted to because there were so many people at that time yeah. putting out statements just talking talking about what other people should be doing yep. they weren't doing nothing yep. you weren't yep. doing anything and you have to grow into being a leader of a movement yep. so you being That's able true. to accept that supposed failure and and and, and, and like you went viral you had people who were yeah. with it so it I, was, I, I i wouldn't call it a failure no it wasn't a failure yeah. at all yeah. um it was definitely a, learn, a learning experience as well. Yeah, I exactly. wish that I wish that I would not have let other people's negative emotions and lack of faith to rub off on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because obviously, like you go viral like that, I was getting messages like, "Man, this nigga, this shit ain't gonna work." Ha ha, nice tribe. You know, I, I let that shit get at me, and because that was my first time ever being on a stage like that, I didn't know how to properly process that. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But I learned, you know what I'm saying? It's good. We held a cookout in Atlanta um, on the date of Juneteenth to galvanize everybody who was uh, boycotting with us financially, man. It was great. We had a good ass time. You know what I'm saying? Um, my mom sent me a text message. I don't know if this is true or not, or this is affected from us, but it said the stock market had dropped a little bit. So I'm going <laughs> to take that. I'm going to take that credit. Of course. If it did, you know what I'm saying? But um, I have a lot of, a lot of, uh, real world solutions um, to a lot of our real world problems that I want to enact on. Because I feel like a lot of people, uh, we get into this habit as humans in this society to do the bare minimum and think it's enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like there's no reason why we still have homeless people at the magnitude that we do. Yeah, yeah. I don't, We shouldn't have hungry people in the magnitude that we do. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, Agreed. like, like feeding, feeding the homeless one time a week or, or, or one time a month or a year doesn't do shit except try to, you know, patronize your own ego. Like we could really solve world hunger quickly. Yeah. Have yeah. y'all ever worked on a film set? Do y'all know how much fucking food they throw away a night? It's it's actually disgusting. It, it, it's crazy. I, it's disgusting how much how much I think in general in TV and film how much waste there is. It's period. Waste Water waste, food waste. It's a wasteful. Uh, it just it's pretty wasteful. You know. So, um, so so yeah. So when we have these real like solutions that are in our face, but we still have these problems that persist something doesn't click <laughs> and i'm a man of uh solutions you know what I'm saying i don't talk about problems if there's no point in solving them because the problems wouldn't even exist this one no solution at the end of that anyways you know what i'm saying so there's a lot of things that um i want to do on a small scale as best as i can um at the nice. age at, at the stage that i'm at right now with the resources and accessibility that i can to um actively and permanently help people you know what i'm saying yeah yeah so, so what are you uh i guess last question for what are you looking uh forward to this year so far uh, for next year for 2021 and how are you f- planning to close out this year strong given we're in the q4 last quarter man two I've, ago. I, I've uh i think i've been on a good stride um for this last quarter these last two months man um uh, my merch just dropped um like i said uh last week um, it's been doing pretty well. Um, Shade Smooth music, Shade Smooth music video. Uh, we just recorded today. I'm so happy for the turnout. That's going to be dropping in the next two weeks. Um, content is up. Um, what else? My next single, we're working on that right now. Um, that should be dropping at the top of 2021, maybe around February or so. Uh, season three of Channel Seven podcast also going to be at the top loading. of the year. Yeah, man, loading. Okay. Song. So I'm just really getting in gear, man. Um, these last two months have been just like loading the clip. The clip is coming out. Um, and I'm excited for um everything that's in store. The things that I know and don't know. Good for you, man. Good for you. All right, man. Appreciate Love that. that. Well, we thank you for being so candid with us. We thank you for bringing bringing the energy, lots and lots. Of energy. <laughs> and we ain't even we didn't even get to get to get to one qualm I had with your your conversation with Nick on the podcast. You got some, What's up? You got some comments about Ari Lennox's songwriting. Yeah, oh, I, 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 I remember. <laughs> I, I remember that conversation. But we could let it rot because you know we got to close. Just know, okay. You and I, you might have to come to a big R and B discussion <laughs> we had, or we can we right. get into this. All yeah. right. Thank you again so much for man, all of thanks. the insight. Hey, both of y'all, um, everyone, follow follow Seven on socials. We're gonna post his socials here for y'all to read. So I don't gotta say it, and you know, because yeah, 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 might have, might not have cleaned your ears. You might not might not hear me properly. Got let's, get to the, you know I'm saying? <laughs> let's get to the bulletin board. Taylor Crumpton once again doing big things. What a 2020 for Taylor Crumpton. Um, she is a part of the five writers who were selected by Shea Serrano to submit content to a, a, a book. She's going to have her own book written about Big Tuck's Purple Hulk. It is available on gumroad.com, I believe on Monday. Um, so tap in and follow Taylor Crumpton at Taylor Crumpton uh, on Twitter. 
uh, we will post her uh, her at name for y'all as well. Kev, one of our creative guys, our, our creative director, he just put out his own merch. Uh, what he's been doing is he's been taking popular albums and taking the track lists and kind of arranging them in really cool visual creative ways that I can't formulate with my hands. You're doing it justice. But I just think. know it's fire. <laughs> so hit up byfrank.com. Um, we're going to post that as well because it's Frank spelled with a P-H, not a F. So, you know, we got you. Don't, don't worry. Um, that's all we got on the bulletin board. But, you know, you need to wash your hands, sanitize, moisturize. Uh, apparently, outside about to close again. Uh, lockdown seems imminent. Chicago, Chicago locking down on Monday. So uh, I believe uh, as of 10 p.m. tonight, New York City will, will be on on a more strict schedule. I'm back Damn. in Jersey. So I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going nowhere. I'm quarantined by choice. Um, but everybody, make sure you stay safe. Follow the rules. Once again, it is the boy, the host, Armand. I'm here with the, with the co-host extraordinaire, Nicholas yeah. Early, with the hair. And we, we got our boy, Seven Sh- uh, Holding it down for Atlanta, the uh, the cab. I hope I pronounced the cab. Come on, the cab. I'm sorry, the cab. The cab. Only I goofed. I goofed. I goofed. But with that, ladies and gentlemen, stay safe, stay humble, stay busy. Let's hit the outro. You did. You know the vibes. Baby girl, baby girl, how you feeling? I've been out in the world, staying busy, taking time, getting right. If you miss me, Yeah.